how do we navigate that when there's so many people's opinions, especially from different cultures on the table? Gosh, that one's a hard one. I, I feel like not just fusion weddings, but weddings in general. There's so many, right? Because our parents have expectations and we have our own wants and needs on it. So first, I think going back to what I had said in the very beginning, private discussion with your um, with your significant other, right? With your fiance. I would even say seek a therapist because this is the time where it's really stressful because some, you know, some couples, they want to do what their parents want them to do, or they have to because financially their parents are funding the wedding. It's really hard mentally. Like it's very stressful. Find a therapist early on because you will need it through your wedding planning process. Find that therapist early on, or even if it's like a couple's therapy or whatever it is, find it so that your mind can can handle it because it's hard, right? We can't change our parents. They're never going to change. They're going to stick to what they want. So finding that, that, you know, that person that you can go to and vent is really helpful. Um, but once you and your partner are on the same page, you talk to your families and be willing to listen, you know, because sometimes they just want to be heard. Right. And they want to know that you're considering some of the things that they want you to have and go in with that list that you made early on of what's must have for you and see what their list is. So make their list of what's must have for them. Then go back and you and your partner, you know, try to figure out what can be possible and what can't be possible. And it's easier said than done, but it really helps to have it laid out from both parties, right? And one of the big things is be willing to compromise. That's the only way to do this, right? Being able to compromise on some things um, from the family side and maybe going an extra mile of, of explaining why something needs to be done a certain way. Um, I'm trying to think of like an example for example. Okay. So this one's, this one's a funny one. So, you know, for Muslim weddings, we're not allowed to have alcohol, right? But I wanted alcohol there just for my friends and maybe Jacory's side of family and, you know, other people, maybe just like a beer and wine bar. And we brought it in ourselves. Right. And so I had to, my parents were like, well, that's not allowed in the weddings. I'm like, but that is allowed in other weddings, like non-Muslim weddings, you know? So I'm like, well, here's the thing. We want to make sure our guests and, you know, Jacory's family have a great time. Let's, let's incorporate this. And I tell them, I'm like, Jacory's family would really like to have this as a part of the wedding. And they were like, okay. And then I'm like, well, we're already doing all of this for the South Asian part of the wedding. Can we incorporate something that they actually want? Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to be like the mediator between the families and to be honest like I feel like the partner needs to talk to their own families right like your your fiance has to talk to his family or her family and you guys have to deal with it with your own families you can't speak for each other it just makes things a little bit more muddy and I, I also would say this is really hard to do this is really hard to do but don't compare family financial contributions. 
Yeah. Right. Because it's not the same. Because traditionally for American weddings, um, the bride's family is paying for it, right? While the groom's family is paying for transportation or lodging or band and entertainment. And of course, it depends on religion too, like what your weddings are. But the more you compare the family contributions, it you can you start you start coming to this mental space of like being really really upset and sad about it. Like, okay, oh, my parents are putting in all of this money, but the other side is not. Well, what else can the other side do? That's maybe not monetary. You know, they're not used to paying for all all this money for a wedding. Or maybe they never even thought that their child would have a wedding that cost, you know, this much money. So what are other things? Can they help with centerpieces? Can they make something for you? You know, can they support you elsewhere? Um, So that's a big thing. Like, don't compare financial contributions from parents. But it is harder, you know. It's easier said than done, but it's something like you have to mentally yeah. keep in your mind throughout planning. Definitely, because I feel like as South Asians, we're used to these really large, extravagant weddings. And if you marry someone who's not, their family probably isn't financially ready to contribute that much or doesn't right. value the day of the wedding to cost that much. It's not that they don't value marriage, but like exactly. why like they have no interest in spending that much money on a wedding. And honestly, if they don't understand it and it's not their culture, for them to then fund it is a big ask. It's a huge ask. And, you know, they're probably thinking like they're probably worried that, you know, this is just so much money that you guys can put elsewhere. Right. Right. House. Everybody talks about a house, you know, wedding in a house or you can save it for, you know, a honeymoon or whatever the case is. But so that's where it gets really sticky. And you just have to understand the difference in the cultures. Another thing is when you have conversations with your family, get everything in writing because the wedding planning process is so long, right? And ideas are in and out of your parents' head. Like if you have something in writing, you guys can, when you have conversations throughout the process, you can go back to it and see what you guys talked about. Um, And then at the end of the day, I always say like, do what you want to do whether you want to give the wishes of your parents and you want to do that do it there's no right or wrong but at the end of the day just remember that you cannot accommodate everybody if you're going to try to accommodate everybody exactly the way they want it's going to be a process that's not fun for you and another thing is get a wedding planner or somebody that is helping you plan your wedding, whether it's your bridesmaids or your friend. Because I feel like during a lot of the family drama part, if there's an external person that comes in with ideas, I'll tell you, I love working with parents. Like parents will listen (laughs) to me and, you know, they'll get a different perspective because all of this time you guys are maybe arguing or having disagreements. You need somebody else to like come in the picture. And kind of give ideas and tell you why this could happen or why this may be tough to happen. Like, you know, just to get a third party involved. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. But what will people say? We'll be back this fall 
with brand new episodes. But until then, enjoy some of our best moments. And I'll see you again next week. Bye. This podcast is hosted and produced by Disha Mystery Mazeppa. Music for the show was created by Crexwell. Thank you.